the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, November the 20th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On November 20, 1947, Britain's future queen, Prince Princess Elizabeth, she married Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh at Westminster Abbey. Today in 1789, New Jersey became the first state to ratify the Bill of Rights. Today, in 1945, 22 former Nazi officials went on trial. They were at the uh, International War Crimes Tribunal in Nuremberg, Germany. Today, in 1967, the U.S. Census Bureau's population clock at the Commerce Department ticked past 200 million. Today, our population is, as best they know, is 331.9 million. So from 200 million to 331.9 million since 1967. The problem with our number today, the 331.9 million, is that there's anywhere from 10 to 20 million illegals running around inside the U.S. Nobody knows how many there are and nobody knows where they are. That's the problem. Today in 1969, the Nixon administration announced a halt to residential use of the pesticide DDT as part of a total phase-out. I remember DDT. It was kind of a miracle spray in the orchards where I grew up in Yakima Valley. It uh, it was really effective. <laughs> they were using it on everything. I was in it and around it, and not everybody so far, thank the Lord, has gotten cancer from it, but I guess some people did. I, if I have, I don't know it yet. So um, I think probably we've survived it. But anyway, it was uh, phased out. Today in 1985, the first version of Microsoft's Windows operating system, Windows 1.0, 1.0, was finally released. Today in 1998, 46 states embraced a $206 billion settlement with cigarette makers over health costs for treating sick smokers. And today in 2000, lawyers for Al Gore and George W. Bush battled before the uh, Florida Supreme Court over the presidential election recount, whether it should be allowed to continue. That was quite the, uh, quite the episode, as you will recall. We had hanging chads and dimples on the ballots and so on. We, we had new ways of describing ballots that we had never used before. As it turned out, as we all know, George Bush became president. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. As we approach Thanksgiving this week, I think there will be many, in fact, I know there will be many who are saying, or at least thinking, I don't have much to be thankful for. The, the world is in 
upside down. It's in turmoil like we have, haven't seen in our lifetime, at least not in a long time. There are many things that are not right in our world today. In everything, give thanks. Yeah, I think what the Lord is saying to all of us in this verse is that he's not asking us to give thanks for everything. There are things we're going through that we dread. They're difficult. They're really challenging. But we can give thanks in those things, in everything. In fact, we can give thanks because God is faithful. God is with us. He has never failed us yet, and he will not fail us in these times of turmoil and peril and confusion. In everything, give thanks, because God will be faithful to you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Psalm 107, verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. These are some of the many, many promises that God gives us. And he asks us to give thanks. This week, our focus, and particularly Thursday of this week, Thanksgiving Day, <clears throat> we turn our focus to giving thanks. A lot of people try to make something out of it that it isn't. Turkey Day and football day and all of and all those things are great turkeys are good football's very good but it is a time to focus on the lord and his goodness his mercy his provision and give thanks and that's what we'll be doing on thursday of this week in the meantime we'll carry on we'll talk about what's happening in the news Today is President Joe Biden's birthday. There are more than a few people concerned about it. Walter Shapiro, not Ben, but Walter Shapiro, wrote an article today. He was describing the Democrat Christmas wish list, I think. He didn't call it that, but that's what it looked like. Just share a couple of lines from that. There's more, but he wrote panicked, he wrote panicked Democrats vibrating with anxiety over the polls, continue to nurture an unlikely fantasy. Joe Biden looks at his family across the Thanksgiving table on Nantucket and says with a weary smile, I can't do this for another five years. (laughs) I've tried my best, but I just don't have the stamina to keep going through 2028. Yeah, I would say that's probably... Probably a daydream, but nonetheless, Shapiro goes ahead and talks about that then as a as a real possibility. Perhaps even if those folks pray, they would pray for that. Uh, <clears throat> CNN has an uh, article out this morning. It says President Joe Biden is marking his 81st birthday milestone today with a low-key family celebration as he embraces for a strenuous election year ahead. But even as the first family keeps the celebration muted and out of sight, this is CNN, out of sight, the moment nevertheless highlights his greatest campaign liability. Well, that certainly, it may be his greatest. He has many, but that may be his greatest. His advanced age, and along with it, perceptions among voters that his physical and mental fitness have declined. 
Well, I, I, I don't know that that's a perception. I, I think it's pretty obvious if you listen to him under any circumstances, and particularly many circumstances, clearly his mental fitness has declined. CNN continues, they said officials at the White House and the campaign privately acknowledged it's an issue, and they work both to eliminate potential gaffes and project vigor. Biden has prescribed custom orthotics to help keep his feet, uh, to help with his feet this year, after his annual physical determined that he experiences a stiff gait. In recent months, when Biden flies on Air Force One, he has started using a smaller, shorter set of stairs more frequently to board and deplane. We've seen that. I think we've commented on that at some point along the way. And finally, there's this. The Democrat Party is reporting, reportedly trying to reconcile that President Joe Biden, who turns 81 today, is leading the Democrat, is the leading Democrat candidate for the 2024 presidential election. The Democrats' fear about Biden's age is predicated upon their worry that he will lose to former President Donald Trump next November. More than a dozen Biden supporters, fundraisers, strategists, Democrat officials, and donors told Politico that they had deep concern. Deep is accentuated. Deep concern that Biden's campaign would have the ability to mask his mental state of, to, to voters. I don't think they have to try to mask it. I mean, everybody knows. I mean, I think there would be pitifully few people in America who in their heart, they may not admit it out loud, but in their heart, they know that he is impaired. I mean, age has caught up with him for sure. And it does with everybody at some point if they live long enough. But everybody isn't running for president. He's running for president and is president. That's the problem. One strategy they claim that could help Biden is to suggest that Biden is wise, leaning ever harder into Biden's age as proof of his wisdom in turbulent times. Well, Ronald Reagan did that, but Ronald Reagan at that point in his life was very cognizant and was not suffering from some of the things that Joe Biden is suffering from now. So... That is kind of what the news is surrounding his birthday today. I suppose there are those wishing him a happy birthday. And as a Christian, I would say happy birthday and we will pray for the president as the Bible instructs us to do. There's a controversy sort of swirling around a story that I shared in part on Friday. It's about Disneyland. Disneyland is coming out now and saying, no, they're not going to cancel Christmas in 2024. In some news stories, they are admitting that it was discussed, but no decision has made. In others, they say, no, it wasn't right. At some off-the-wall um, uh, website started the rumor, and they would never do that, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's going on. I mentioned it on, on Friday on the program. And I included it in something that we wrote on Friday that they were, that they had made the decision because I was drawing from a number of sources, which I always do, uh, Christian Post, uh, Christian Headlines. Uh, there were four or five different sources that I used. So in full disclosure, as we always do, and in full transparency, uh, that is being questioned out there in the world today and over the weekend. 
that in Disney, uh, there are some people that are saying that D- Disney saw the reaction, the immediate reaction when that story was out there and they changed their mind and they're just saying, no, we're, we're not going to do that. I, I, I don't know what's in Disney's mind. I do know that we drew, as I said, from a number of sources and uh, it's being questioned. And so I wanted you to know that as well. I want to talk to you about something that isn't being questioned today, for sure. Uh, it's being talked about by quite a few people, but it's not being questioned. Joe Biden is the bully on the block. Even though he can't quite get his gait together and sometimes his speech and his thinking publicly, he knows one thing. He has an agenda. And some are calling it the bully on the block. He is the bully on the block, they say. I think they're right. A number of sources are concurring on this. Whether it's the Ukraine or Uganda, public servant Joe Biden doesn't think when he uses taxpayer money to force people to do his will. He doesn't blink either. As vice president, he infamously threatened the Ukraine that if they didn't fire that investigator who was getting very close to the deep corruption in Burisma Gas Company, remember that? From which the Biden family was, and apparently still is, receiving thousands if not millions of dollars. He he told them on video that he would withhold a billion plus of American aid dollars. He bragged about it on video. I wrote an article on this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us, A-N-D, freedom. And uh, it's all sourced, and that video is there, the the little clip of it. It's a long video, but the clip of him telling the story, and and, uh, they were all laughing about it and so on. Well, now he's strong-arming Uganda. I haven't been in Uganda, but I worked right on the border of Uganda when Idi Amin was in power. And we were building some churches and a, a Bible school in Kasumu, Kenya. You can see it's right on the lake on Victoria, Lake Victoria, and, and the, the border between western Kenya and eastern Uganda. Have a, they have a common border. So we would see the Russian trucks and stuff going through the highway there through Kasumu over into um, Uganda at that time because they were in alliance with Idi Amin, who was at one time said to be, had been a a cannibal. But it was a a very different Uganda now because there's been a great revival there and and many people have gotten saved. I think it's about 82% are Christian in Uganda now. There's a very strong Christian consensus in the country. So now he's strong-arming Uganda, and Kenya has done this as well, but Uganda has has outlawed uh, some of the LGBTQ uh, rights agenda, and they're saying, you know, if you, you want to live that way in America, that's your decision. We're not going to live like that here. We know what the Bible says, and so on. I mean, they're very open about it. Kenya's been very open about it. They were very open to Barack Obama, <clears throat> whom they, excuse me, whom they consider one of their own in Kenya because his dad was from there, as you know, and so on. Well, anyway, Uganda has kind of taken on that whole Christian position as well because there are so many Christians in Uganda now. So Biden is now 
saying that he's going to withhold support from them unless they get in line with the LGBTQ um, agenda. Same thing he was doing, different reason, but the same thing that he was doing in the video about Burisma. That was for self-enrichment. This is for his deeply seated beliefs and his agenda of the LGBTQIA plus blah, 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 whatever. An advocate for religious freedom says it's shameful how the Biden administration is using the threat of pulling the U.S. aid to impose its LGBTQ obsession on smaller conservative cultures overseas. I agree. The big guy has threatened Ukraine, and now he's threatening Uganda. In Ukraine, it was about personal enrichment. The investigator was getting so close to the money flow that Biden had to get rid of him. I mean, that's what happened. It's very clear. So he fired him using American taxpayers' money to carry out the threat. As I said, the short video clip of of Biden's remarks is on our website today. If you want to go there, the article that I wrote today is about what I'm talking about right now. You'll remember it. I think most of us do. He tells the story in his own words. I put the context, I put the video on our article today, and I, the Hill reported at that time uh, in print, and I, I printed what they had written as well. The Hill reports in his own words with video cameras rolling, he threatened, talking about Pre- uh, Vice President Joe Biden, he threatened Ukrainian President Pet- uh, Petro Poroshenko in March of 2016 that the Obama administration would pull $1 billion in U.S. loan guarantees, sending the former Soviet Republic toward insolvency, if it didn't immediately fire the prosecutor general, Viktor Shokin. Biden says on the video, I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here in, I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and I said, quote, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Biden recalled telling Poroshenko, I'm quoting The Hill. Well, explicit, (laughs) he uses a lot of expletive words. Well, expletive, he got fired. They put in place someone who was solid at the time. The reason Biden was saying solid at the time is because the guy they put in as it turned out, wasn't all that solid. Biden told the Council on Foreign Relations event, insisting that President Obama was in on the threat. The Hill also said this, but Ukrainian officials tell me, this is the Hill, there was one crucial piece of information that Biden must have known but didn't mention to his audience. The prosecutor he fired was leading a wide-ranging corruption probe into the natural gas Burisma Holding Corporation that employed Biden's younger son as a highly paid board member. Now the bully is picking on the Christians in Uganda. He has enough sense of where he is and what he's doing to continually go after what is good and decent and right and righteous. He announced this week, President Biden, he announced this week that he will remove four nations from the African Growth and Opportunity Act as a U.S. initiative designed to make it easier for underdeveloped countries to access American aid and to improve their relations with the U.S. 
Biden said the countries are being removed for gross violations of human rights. But in the case of Uganda, there may be an underlying motive. Biden in May, I mentioned it on this program, he warned Uganda could face sanctions if a strict anti-gay law that he did not prefer was not repealed. That was May of this year. In total, the U.S. government invests nearly $1 billion annually in Uganda's people, business, institutions, and military to advance our common goal. The scale of the commitments speaks to the value we place on its partnership and our faith in the people of Uganda to build for themselves a better future. It is my sincere hope, President Biden said, that we can continue to build on this progress together and strengthen protections for the human rights of people everywhere. That was his statement a few months ago in a news release. As noted, uh, noted this Ariel Del Turco, who the reality is far left social agenda is pushed by, a Biden, uh, by the Biden administration in the military and other walks of American life if it doesn't stop at America's loosely protected borders. That's true. That's where we are today. Ironically, the Biden agenda has been in motion since he was elected president and he appointed Anthony Blinken as Secretary of State. A lot of people have questioned why he, why he appointed Blinken as Secretary of State. One of the reasons was that Blinken is well-known and was well-known for being an all-out activist for the LGBTQ agenda. In fact, one of the, um, one of the gay uh, publications, it's either a newspaper or a website, I can't remember, but they, uh, they said back at when he was confirmed, they said recently confirmed Secretary of State Antony Blinken is committed to immediately placing LGBTQ rights into the United States foreign policy once again. And um, Blinken, of course, was approved for the, for the office. He had pretty strong support from the Senate. At his hearing, Blinken told Senator Edward Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, there would be a U-turn in U.S. foreign policy. In 2019, Markey, an LGBTQ ally, introduced the GLOBE Act, which aims to build a framework to protect LGBTQ rights worldwide, and it is to do it through U.S. diplomacy. Is that what our country is about? Is that what our founders labored in? and risk their lives to cross an ocean and build a country? Certainly it's not. And you know that. I know that. I think many people in America know that. But that is the agenda. It was the Obama agenda, and it's the Biden agenda. And Biden seems to be on steroids. He seems to come alive when he's pushing this agenda. Back in 2019, they were planning. Now they are executing the plan. It's a sad day. Blinken was direct and clear in his goals to fill the vacant special envoy for the human rights, the LGBTI, I don't know what I is for, but anyway, person's position and elevate it to an ambassador role. Repudiate the Commission on Unalienable Rights and allow embassies to fly the rainbow flag during Pride Month. 
This man is obsessed with this. And his people at the highest levels agree with him. Lincoln was direct and clear in his goals to fill that, that uh, special envoy human rights position. These actions are not passive political leanings. They're hardcore attempts to extend Obama's agenda to remake America. I remember the first time I heard President Obama use the word remake America. Maybe he had used it before, but I remember the time it really caught my attention. This is back a while. On his 100 days in office, he went to a, a town in Missouri, and I can't remember the name of the town, but he went there, and it was the last place he held a rally before the election that year. So he went back there, and he said, I'm back to the last place I held a rally before I was elected and became president. And he said, I want to report to you on my first 100 days in office. And he said, and I quote, we are making progress in remaking America. And I thought, what? That was just so foreign to what our leaders had ever said publicly. But that was a pivotal point, I believe, in America, and in modern-day America for sure. We're making progress in our first hundred days as president in remaking America? I think that was the truth that was spoken. They are trying to remake America. That's what it's about. With everything going on in the world right now, it's absurd that this would be a number one priority for the State Department. We've even heard Secretary of State Blinken say that, that himself, that LGBTQ issues are a top foreign policy priority. God can't bless that. There's a role for the U.S. government to advance human rights abroad, she says, but widely recognized human rights that are enshrined in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that we all agree upon, the right to life, the right to religious freedom, the right to free speech, to the absence of slavery. But Biden's interest is especially strong for African nations who traditionally oppose these measures. The U.S. State Department reports that according to the most recent uh, uh, census, it is 82% of the population in Uganda is Christian. The largest Christian group is Roman Catholics, 39%, 32% is Anglican, 11% Pentecostal Christian, and according to the official government estimates, Muslim Muslims constitute 14% of the population. That's according to the U.S. State Department. So they pick on these smaller, weaker African countries that have conservative cultures that are often dependent on foreign aid from Western countries. They'll apply a great deal of pressure, just like he did in Burisma, for a different purpose, but it's equally important. He wants to enrich himself and his family, for sure. He's proven that, but he's also, he's also proven that he's committed deeply to this LGBTQ agenda. That empowers others like Disney, like Macy Day Parade coming up. I guess they're featuring this in that. One million moms are out with a gathering names on a petition. But it's really a shame that the Biden administration is using their leverage in this way. It isn't right. 
Joe Biden claims to be a devout Catholic, yet he pushes ungodly policies, abortion, withholding dollars from nations that have godly policies. This isn't right. We need to pray for America. We need to get engaged. We need to become active in our nation and in our culture. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.